Welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Intentionally designing a lifestyle of freedom, creating relationships that ignite you, work that excites you, and income that enables it all. Today I want to start off with a money mindset minute. Now everybody tells you your personal finances, you know, you've got to... Okay, I'll put it this way. I saw a meme the other day that said, a millionaire told millennials, said, if you want to buy a house, quit eating avocado toast. And then it was a millennial responding, yeah, I was going to buy a house this year, and and I had the money saved up for a down payment, but then I ate $44,000 worth of avocado toast. (laughs) So that's not what really happens. But it's more the mindset behind it. Like, don't be extravagant. Enjoy yourself. Use your money wisely, though, and save. But where people often get caught up is trying to cut back so hard. They try so hard to eliminate expenses, and they spend so much time doing that, time that they could have spent generating more revenue. They could have spent creating a side hustle that would have far more than offset the couple dollars a week that they saved by eliminating a certain expense. So that's the mindset I want to give you is rather than stretching pennies and trying to cut back on absolutely everything and not having any enjoyment at all because you're cutting back on all your spending, look for ways to add value for other people. Look for ways to add value around you generating income that way, creating impact and income. Because that's where income from income comes from is by creating impact for other people, by creating value. So from now on, instead of spending hours a week on your budget, spend hours a week looking for new ways to generate revenue, to create a new income stream, a new source for uh, financial freedom, to, to work your way towards financial freedom. I'm trying out something new this week, and I want to see how it affects the quality of the show. I know that uh, it, it, it is going to have a lot more background noise, some road noise. I'm not going to edit it as much as I do which I don't do a lot of editing on it anyway, but I want to see how the quality is affected and see if y'all are like, like, no, I'm not listening anymore. See what happens. I'm going to be doing more recording small clips here and there, thoughts as they come to me, and probably recording some while I'm driving and just see how that goes. Um, Yeah, that way... Really, the deal is, typically Wednesdays, I am at home and I do my podcast recording on a Wednesday. But these past few weeks, I have had to make the decision, not I haven't, ha- I haven't had to make this decision, but I have made the decision to go get some work done that I, that I needed to get done, that I need to catch up on. Because I'm, I'm falling behind and not able to keep up with some of the obligations that I've put out there. And so I, I want to keep doing the podcast. I'm hoping not to be able to grow the podcast. But, I mean, 
hey, I guess I have to get better content, right? <laughs> so no, let me know if you are listening to this. Let me know what you think about this format. If you like it, if you don't like it, if like, no, the quality sucks now. I, I can't take the background noise, the road noise and all that. No, whatever. If uh, if I if everybody quits listening, then no worries. I'll just drop the podcast. That's completely fine. So let me know what your thoughts are. If if it's too much or not enough or yeah, love to hear your feedback. Just send an email to feedback at constructiveliberty.com. I've been thinking a lot lately about preparedness. And I know that if the shit ever does hit the fan, not ever does, but if it does in the coming months, I'm vastly underprepared for what I need to be, what I should be. I don't have enough food stored to get me through three or six months. I don't have enough money saved up to be able to pay, you know, my my uh, my truck payment and. I just went in on a tractor with my dad and my brother-in-law. We we bought it together because we had to have a tractor for our farm. And I don't have money saved up to to get through tough times for those things. But what I do have is the mindset of knowing that we can get through. I know that I have most everything in place to help us carry through. I don't have a mortgage payment. So I'm not going to get thrown out of my house. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I've got to tighten my belt a few notches. My truck gets taken. The tractor gets repossessed. And then what? I just have to work things by hand. Yeah, that's inconvenient. Yes, that's a lot of work. But it's been done for thousands and thousands of years that people have worked the land by hand. It's only been in the last 150 years that machinery has been around to take over, to, to do the heavy lifting of farming so I know it can be done I know we can do it I want to do a thought exercise with you today I want you to sit down and consider now you don't have to sit down just as you're listening to this I want to know how you react when your world is falling apart like whether that is someone in the fan your family dies you have a death of someone very close to you whether that's a parent a child a spouse a close friend or maybe you're struggling through a relationship with your spouse and things are just very tough right now you don't know if if they're going to leave you or whatever that might be or maybe it's it's a church issue you're have side versus side and and those people did that and these people want to do this and and the two sides in your church can't see eye to eye and y'all are splitting and you're losing friends over it and the pastor gets kicked out whatever those things are whatever world you're in how do you react how do you come to grips with your world falling apart do you sit down and try to rationalize it all out and and figure out the, what the problems are and the solutions to overcome it? Or are you somebody who 
puts your head down and pushes through and ignores the pain and hurt and the mental stress, the, the, the agony, the, even the physical separation from your friends, your family, your spouse, your parents, your children, the relationship damage that those things cause with other people, whether that's your boss or if you, if you own your own company, maybe you have employees. How do you handle those issues that crop up when it seems like your world's falling apart? Do you consider yourself a fairly stable person? Somebody who can handle what life throws at you. And sure, it, it affects you a little bit, but you continue to maintain your level-headedness in a stressful situation when it does seem like everything is crashing down. Do you handle that well? Or are you one of the people who could handle it better but isn't terribly bad with that? Maybe, maybe the part that's falling apart is you lose your job. You don't have any income. That can be big, huge cause for stress for a lot of people. Most marriages, most divorces start from a financial issue, from the couple having financial problems. That is the cause of most divorces, most marriage breakups. So I ask you, what, what do you do in those situations? How do you react? Are you a stable person? Are you someone that other people come to for advice or for that stability? Or are you one who goes to somebody else to, to get that, uh, the reassurance that everything can be worked out and that it can be made okay? Which person are you? Now, let me ask you this. How do you think the vast majority of people are? Where do you think they're at? Sorry, that's my backup beeper. How do you think most people handle those situations? Would you say most people are fairly stable or most people are not going to react well when the world falls apart? And then I want you to think about this. The world is falling apart for a lot of people. So many people are experiencing financial hardships like never before. They're experiencing relationship issues because of the, the lockdowns and the job losses and the financial issues. And so many people feel suffocated by what's happened over the last year and a half. And it's only going to get worse as, as the government continues to print money and to just try to pay their way out of the crisis that we're in. How do you think the vast majority of those people are going to react? Now take how you react to a situation, to a stressful situation, multiply that by 10, and then multiply that by 250 million. That's not going to be a pretty situation. Things are going to get ugly. How prepared are you?
Welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Today is Monday, May the 10th, and it is my 13th anniversary. Can you believe I found someone that stuck with me for 13 years? What an amazing woman. Anyway, this podcast will not be released until the 12th. So, yeah, anyway, it'll be Monday, Wednesday when y'all hear this. But I just wanted to say something. The thing that we always talk about over and over again, the thing, the theme that this show always comes back to is intentionally designing a lifestyle of freedom. And even though I try to stay away from politics and I try to stay away from the news, those things are what drive by far the most, the, the, the masses of the population. Those are the things that stir up, that make people rise up, that make them angry, that make them get out and do things. That's politics and the news. And that's, that's what drives the fear of people. It's what drives people to action. People are driven into action when they believe something that causes fear within them. And the reason that I hate politics and the news so desperately bad is because it is all manufactured. Every bit of politics in the news is manufactured. Sure, there's elements of truth in it here, here and there, but I only have to refer to J- the words of J. Edgar Hoover, the first director of the CIA, when he said, we'll know our mission is complete when everything the American people believe is a lie. Now, why would an intelligence agency say something like that? I, I thought, you know, their mission is supposed to be foreign intelligence or, or something like that. It's, it's not supposed to be subversive to the American people. So why would the director and the first director of the CIA say, we'll know our mission is complete when everything the American people believe is a lie. Why would he say that? That tells you that from the beginning, from the very inception of the CIA, and even long before that, but even back in, I think it was the 50s or 60s, when the CIA was founded, from the very beginning, there was an agenda to overthrow, I'll say, the American way of life as we've always believed it. But the American way of life is a lie. I don't know how, how to how, what other way to say it other than it's a lie. It's all a lie. Everything that we think is true is not true. Sure, there's elements of truth in it. But what is truth? Do you know what's true? Do I know what's true? Oh, I've, there's things that I believe. The only thing that I put my faith 100% in, and that's faith, that's belief, is the Bible. And if you look at the direction of politics today, the direction that the world is going, it seems to be more and more in the direction of controlling every aspect of not only the American way of life, but every aspect of everybody's way of life. There's not 
and us and them as in Americans and Iraqis or Americans and Russians or Americans and Argentinians. It's not an us versus them, country versus country. It's us versus them, the, the little guys and the oligarchs. It's the people who are in control of everything. Oh yeah, conspiracy theory you say. No, it's not conspiracy theory. Why do these families that control nations, why do they go back and back and back and back? Great big buddies. You see pictures, you see photos of the bushes and the uh the 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 the, the uh wow, I can I think of the Afghani guy who we killed in a cave and dumped his body into the ocean and have no pictures of him. You see those two families, buddy, buddy, way back. Like, what's up with that? It really makes you stop and go, hmm, what really is the agenda here? Is it a black versus white? Is it a white versus Asian? Or... Is it really the plebes versus the oligarchs? Is it people in control versus people being controlled? Versus people sitting there watching the news, being told what to believe and how to believe it. Being told what to think. Being told there is a bobcat in the middle of the road. Check it out. I'm driving, yes. And there goes a bobcat. Well, I haven't seen one of them in a while. Cool. Anyway, it is people sitting in front of the TV being told that they should hate this other group of people. And then they go out and demonstrate. They go out and fight. They go out and loot and burn and destroy and, and take over the Capitol building. And it doesn't matter which side it is, left versus right. Don't believe the narrative. Don't fall victim to the agenda that they're pushing on you that it's... Democrat versus Republican or that you know both sides hate the libertarians that is not the truth the truth is the ones that are controlling the news and yes there's all the news organizations the mainstream are owned by six corporations however many hundreds of different stations and channels and all of that there are they're all owned by six corporations and they all spout the same propaganda. Have you ever heard, sit down and watch TV, and the upcoming programming that we have, well, why do you think they call it programming? It's because they're trying to get you to believe a certain way. They're trying to get you to believe certain things. And they're keeping the divide between left and right, Democrat and Republican, American and Russian. They're keeping the divide there rather than on the people who just want to live their own life their own way, and those who would control them, who would force slavery upon them, for lack of a better word. There, that is the true divide. Hey, Rue. Hey, little girl. That's my dog. She just come up to say hey. Anyway, I just thought I'd share that. So, that's all I got. That's all I've got for today's show. I'd love to hear your feedback on what you think of the new format. If there's too much background noise, if you can't hear me right, if you're just like, scrap the whole show, quit podcasting, you suck, 
that's all right too send me your feedback i want to know what you think about it and uh yeah if you got any questions or want to hear anything i did have a request for a specific type of show which i have not gotten to and that is strategic relocation um to other countries specifically and you know who you are if you're listening to this I would recommend you check out Radical Personal Finance. Joshua Sheets has done a couple of interviews of people um, strategically relocating to other countries. His most recent one was to Mexico, and that was, I think, yesterday or the day before. So check that one out. It's a really great show. Uh, I may do something on that in the future, but right at this point, I'm not prepared for that. I, I don't have the time to do the in-depth research necessary for that but i did find the interviews and the shows on relocation very interesting on radical personal finance so check those out and if you're so inclined like the show leave a rating and review and share it with a friend do good work